welcome to Stay At Home Thad. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Season two. I was gone for a while. It was three and a half weeks, but it felt like three and a half years for all 18 of you who are listening to this. But oh my goodness, season two, we are ready to rock and I'm not alone. I have some of the jabronis producer sam he apparently is on some sort of family vacation thinks he's better than all of us how dare you i mean yeah. he's whatever he's kind of dead to us but hey richer his uh his contract is up soon so we'll have to have some hard talks but i am joined by once again our original friend of the show joe leal the keto grill guy joe what's going on my friend hey welcome back thad i hope you had a good vacation uh but yeah we're back let's do it we're back and not to be outdone we have the volunteer state richard the sparty slappy richie christie richie how you doing buddy yes doing great excited to be back thankful to be back always good time with the boys so mm, happy to have you guys hey we have missed so much it's going to be impossible to cover everything but a couple things that we have missed since stay at home thad has been on hiatus that made me uncomfortable how I said that. But yeah, yeah. so many things. If, if you are keeping track at home, March 9th was the last episode, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's just go most recently, March Madness, finishing up last night. Yes. Kansas Jayhawks coming go back two. from down 16 at one point. Richie, I know you and Joe, you had a little wager going on with a total points wager. and yeah. situation. And... Why don't you tell us how that went? Well, we didn't cover that. That's how it went. <laughs> that, uh, it was like a four-minute stretch where no team made a basket, and uh, that really killed it. That really killed yeah. us getting the 150 points. I thought we had it, honestly. I just didn't want to jinx it, so I kept saying we don't have it. And I kept but... saying you did have it, so it's probably my fault. Man, we really had a shot at overtime there. And North Carolina drew up the worst play in human history to end a basketball game. Yeah, that was not good. Knock out the greatest coach of all time and then get out coach in a national title game. I don't get it. He's he's coming back, guys. I yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's done. <laughs> Mike if that happens. We need a we need to stay at home with that special just on Coach K coming back. Coach yeah, K, to... how do you pronounce his last name? Joe, go. Uh Coach Krzyzewski. There nailed it. Uh, yes. Almost, almost had him. I'll be honest. In the first half, they had us, but we we recovered there. Um, I think it's safe to say that St. Peter's captured the heart of the nation. Doug Edert coming to Michigan. I'm I'm speaking it into existence. Transfer portal. He's there. Honestly, He's- kind of the caliber of players Michigan has these days. Yeah, so we're not yeah. going to talk about it. On that, get out of the first weekend. On that note, yeah. it was great to have MSU back in the tourney after a couple yeah. years out. So, oh yes, get it in, boys, get it in. Didn't make it out of the first weekend, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Congratulations, Kansas Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, however mm-hmm. that saying goes. My buddy Grant, not sure if you're listening to this, but he is a huge Kansas fan, so that was a lot of fun. But uh, I mean, so many things we've got. The MLB is coming back. We've got the NHL trade deadline was a couple weeks ago. We've got playoff stretches yeah, that are quick, about real quick, real quick. Yeah. The Toronto Blue Jays are favored to have the best record in baseball. How does that make you feel? Okay. I'm I was thinking about this right before we hopped on. I I would not be surprised if the Blue Jays are in the ALCS this year. 
they're still a super young team. You've got a great core, Vladdy Guerrero, Bo Bichette. I mean, you've got the addition of Matt Chapman coming onto the Blue Jays squad that all already had guys like Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel. You've got Ed, you're young... losing them out here. You're losing them all. Oh, all here's right. here's what anyone needs to know. If they are anything like the Toronto Maple Leafs, it won't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I mean, we're, we're done assaulting Canada. Do you have any more Canadian news we need to get through? Uh, I don't. Oh, yeah, I do, actually. The men's soccer team qualified nope. number one in CONCACAF, which is a really long acronym that stands for, like, Canada, North America, Central America, uh, whole Mexico. I mean, just yeah. so many things lumped in together. But Canada qualified number one for Qatar 2022, happened in this summer. Uh, no, no, that's the problem. It's not happening this summer. The World Cup's Oh, yeah, it's f- November. Yeah, yeah, baby. Middle of football season. Terrible. Yeah, it, that is- literally, I was what, – what did I see? Like, uh, the U.S. and England play the day after Thanksgiving. Really? There's, like uh, – oh, Michigan-Ohio State is that Saturday, too. Just, like, wild stuff happening. Yeah, it's going to be – I can't tell if it's going to be awesome or terrible. Thanks, yeah. Qatar, for ruining U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh, other problems there we should not talk about right now yeah yeah they, maybe that'll be another stay-at-home that special episode later in the year but i mean the the bulk of the focus of stay-at-home that often is nfl so let's let's do a i mean we're not going to be able to cover everything because there was a ton that happened in the nfl heads were spinning all over the place all the time but i mean let's start with this Devonte adams traded to the raiders las vegas sending back their first and second round picks in this year's draft. Really quick test for you guys. Who will Aaron Rodgers be throwing to this year? This this is your your test. Can you name three receivers on the Packers roster? There are seven total. I looked at ESPN today. Name three receivers on the Packers roster. Uh, Randall Cobb, Lazard. That's all I got. Okay. Didn't MVS sign with uh, the Chiefs? Chiefs, yeah. He's gone, along with Juju. So Do tight ends count? No, Titans don't count. Yeah, I got nothing after that. Yeah, I've got nothing. All right, ready? Amari Rogers, same spelling as Clemson. Aaron Rogers. Yep. Uh, Rico Gafford, Juwan Winfrey, Chris Blair, and Malik Taylor are the round out the seven wide receivers currently on the Green Bay like, Packers. Like roster. a self-sacrifice of Aaron Rodgers trying to pay penance for being an a-hole the last few years. Yeah. I love that they signed him before they made that trade. Well, apparently he knew that Devontae was going to ask out. Like, Devontae didn't want the drama, man. I don't blame him. And so he he got traded to Las Vegas, where there's no drama in the city that never sleeps. Or is that New York? No, that's the city that never sleeps is New York. Sin City is Las Vegas. Okay. Um, Why is Vegas not the city that never sleeps? Like, I know New York is great, but... It's sinning, and sometimes you can sin in your sleep. There you go. <laughs> Save it for the theology podcast, Richie. Uh, so yeah, that that was some fun NFL news. Um, we don't All have to go. What's I mean, that? The quarterback carousel was wild. Yeah, I was just gonna say Deshaun Watson to the Browns, five years, two hundred thirty million dollars. Which maybe that's a good amount of money. Dude, Goodell puts him on the field. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of things baked into his contract. If he's suspended, he's not really going to miss out financially the way that they kind of shuffled around. The... Is Baker still with the Browns, like as of today, then? As of today, he is. All right. Where do you think Baker Mayfield lands? 
I don't know. Probably what? in the Euro League. New the Orleans. What? The what league? I'm kidding. <laughs> the Euro Basketball League. Imagine if Baker Mayfield is starting for the Michigan Panthers in the USFL. No, no, no. I think oh, it's Boyd Shea Patterson. To me, it's New Orleans or Carolina. Those are the two that need quarterbacks bad. But New Orleans signed Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, and Carolina doesn't want Baker. I mean, lick I... those W's, baby. <laughs> Such a probably the weirdest <laughs> NFL films yeah, you'll ever see. Type of, some type of painkiller, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a New Orleans fan, you might need painkillers to watch your team this year because it could be rough. Yeah, they don't uh, even have a coach. Speaking of the NFL, can I throw, you know, me, I like to throw a little wagers here and there. Um, the, way, the way too early over-unders for the season came out. Obviously, we don't know where, where the schedule is going to lie, but can I throw four at you and you guys tell me if you're with me or against me? I'd love it. I'll be honest. I haven't done a, a deep dive yeah. on the schedule yet, but I'm going to, I'm willing okay. to play this game. Okay. So here we go. The first one I want to throw at both of you, and you guys can tell me if I'm an idiot or right on, you're is the Kansas City idiot. Chiefs. Over unders 10 and a half. I am going under. Now, let me tell you why, real quick. Mm-hmm. They play the NFC South, which has the Titans and the Colts in it. Also, the Jags, year two, Trevor Lawrence, you just never know. They also play their own division, which is a gauntlet now. Yeah, it's going to be a way. They also play the NFC West, which has the defending Super Bowl champs, along with the Cardinals, 49ers, and the Seahawks. And then, just to make matters a little bit worse, they have the three crossover games. Against the Bengals, the Bills, and the Bucks. Oh my goodness, dude! I think a better bet would be. I wonder what the odds are for them not to make the playoffs. I, I don't know, but I I saw that at under ten and a half. You guys over under ten and a half for Chiefs wins. Under Richie, you, you're you. taking the under Richie. Yeah, because I think like people are like, oh, they got rid of Tyreek. It's not that big of a deal. They'll reload. Like, no, you don't reload that kind of speed and the dynamic like playmaker that he is to that offense so and how old is travis kelsey i mean like do we want to do we want to say our tight end at 32 is going to keep having hall of fame seasons at 32 yeah the only reason why i'm not gonna pounce on the under there without hesitation is just patrick mahomes is i i think he still is the best quarterback andy Reid is arguably still the best coach and so, I mean, yeah, on paper, when you lay everything out, it looks scary, that number. But I just think last year we counted the Chiefs out early on in the season. Obviously, their division wasn't as loaded as it is now, and mm-hmm. their schedule maybe wasn't as difficult as this year's is going to be. But I I just, I I mean. So, Thad, you're going to go over? I'll, I'll take over. Why not? Okay, that goes over. All right. So that's my first one. Second one. Now, the next two are both going to be overs, in my opinion, and they're both coming out of the same division, the AFC North. The Ravens have nine and a half as their over-under. So that's a 10-7 and seven season hits. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm taking the over for that. Lamar, I think he's he's coming ready this year. To- I mean, like we just talked about Deshaun. We don't know what his suspension is going to be. I'm guessing six games. So you, with the way the schedule works out, they may, they may dodge Deshaun one of those games and be playing against either Baker Mayfield or whoever, you know, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, whoever the other quarterback. Well, yeah, is. and who's, who's the quarterback for the Steelers? Yeah, Trubisky. It better not be also, Trubisky. I have a bet with a friend that he is not going to be the starter, and whoever loses the bet gets $75 in NFL shop gift cards. Wow. That's a good bet. 
All right, and then here are the other few teams they play. They play the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints, the Jets, the Giants, and the Jags. Tell me that team's not hitting 10 wins. I, I think they I think they hit. I mean, the Dolphins are scary, obviously, with their additions this year with Tyree Kill and that crazy trade. But I, I yeah, I think I think you're safe in taking the over for Baltimore. Richie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would take the over too. The only thing that worries me a little bit is if if the Steelers, I don't know, dude. I could totally see them drafting Willis or Pickett and him being rookie of the year. Okay, okay. So that leads me into my next one. Perfect. Thank you, Richie. The Steelers over under is seven and a half. They play pretty much the same schedule as the Ravens, but also add in um, Las Vegas and Philly in there as well. Same teams as I just mentioned, but also their crossovers include Philly and Las Vegas. Seven and a half. That means if they go eight and nine, they cover. I I don't think. Last time the Steelers went below 500. They have it in the Mike Tomlin era. Wow. Which is like 17 years, 16 years. Yeah. Also, one other thing to consider is was Ben Roethlisberger even a functioning human last year? And they still went over 500 and made the playoffs. You're right. Ben Roethlisberger was really bad. (laughs) But I mean, you've also lost, like you've lost Juju, who you didn't have for much of the last half of the season. He was injured last year. But Trubisky is not an NFL starting quarterback. No, and, and even Big Ben was. Yeah, no, I I still think I still think you're rebuilding in Pittsburgh. Sorry, producer yeah. Sam, I I think Pittsburgh is trying to tear this down. I I think they're okay to trot Mitch Trubisky out there, draft you know like you said Willis or or Pickett at are they nine or no the Broncos are nine now. Yeah, uh, or yeah, they could wait to the second round on a quarterback and get one of those guys. I think, anyways. Yeah, I, right. I, I think you're tearing it down and you're gonna get blown out this year and and rebuild. So, all right, last one, and then I'll be done here. Uh, it's a quick one. The Raiders under eight and a half. They play the same crossover as the Chiefs, but then also have the Colts, Titans, Pats. Your go. I'm I'm going over for them. They're on the rise, man. You've got McDaniel or not McDaniels. You've got um, Josh. What? What's uh, I'm blanking. McDaniels. Right. It is McDaniel. Okay, I was getting confused with McDaniel in Miami now. No, it's the old New New England guy, right? Yeah, Josh Josh McDaniels, right? He has the S, and I think Miami's doesn't have the S. Anyways. Yeah. I, I I I'm taking the over for them. Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. What's the war there? Probably three games that they're going to win single-handedly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That one, that one's tough for me. They were so good defensively last year. Yeah. I'd probably go over to Evan Waller and Adams is a big deal. Yeah. They're going to be scary. All right. That's all I got for my over-unders NFL. Love it. That was good. Thanks for bringing that Joe. No problem. Let's do a couple quick, really fast free agent stuff that happened. Uh, Richie mentioned this a few minutes ago, the Chiefs signing MVS, three years, 30 million, 18 guaranteed, not bad. Adding Juju to the Dolphins making that huge trade for Tyreek, giving up five draft picks, sending that back to Kansas City. They also signed Teron Armstead, five years, $75 million. Really fast in no order. Lael Collins to the Bengals, offensive lineman. You had Lenny Fournette back to the Bucks. 
Jets signed CJ Uzama, which I think is probably more of a hit to Cincinnati's offense than anything. Lions, of course, re-signing Tracy Walker. Rams bringing in Allen Robinson. The Titans sending Bobby Trees to Tennessee. Got Jameis Winston back in New Orleans. Shout out to Cousin Robinson, the world's biggest Jameis Winston fan. I have no idea why. Vaughn Miller to the Bills for six years. He's 33 years old, signing a six-year, $120 million contract or whatever. Oh, so. I missed that. I missed the details on that, that signing. Do you live under a rock? I I knew that he signed. I guess I just didn't pay attention to what the length of time was. Yeah. So he'll be paid until he's 39 years old, unless he gets cut or bought out or whatever. So, Gosh. man, NFL draft coming up. April 22nd for the NFL draft, 21st. Guaranteed the Lions screwed up. I I disagree. I I like we'll 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 have a draft preview Lion, for the Lions uh, episode at some point, but I spoiler alert, I don't think they screwed up. I'm excited. It's our Super Bowl, so you should be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But things are changing. I believe in this regime. Wow. All right. Good, good opening football and miscellaneous conversation there, guys. Joe, I'm going to hand it over to you because this is all thanks to you, but Richie, Joe, and I, as well as our buddy Ryan on our thread have become really big Formula One fans. And Joe, you were the one who started this by telling us all, guys, you need to watch the Drive to Survive Netflix series. So, Joe, I'm going to hand the reins over to you. We are moving into the Keto Grill Guy F1 seg, sponsored by the Keto Grill Guy. Find him on all of your socials. But, Joe, take it away. Formula One, let's do this. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I mean Formula One is having a cool resurgence right now in America. But, I mean, it's huge globally, so it's not like a new sport on the scene. Uh, but I got into it last year around this time, right at the beginning of the year. Someone was like, hey, you should check out this Netflix show. I watched it. It was middle of the season. Um, Formula One races are on Sunday, and they're usually in the mornings. And so I started watching it as like kind of like the primer for football, like got me going a little bit. Um, they're usually up really early, like in American time zones. And so um, I just really enjoyed it. And so I was telling my buddies, like it has everything I enjoy. It has drama. It has, uh, these guys are all like Instagram personalities. Um, they're all gorgeous looking men. <laughs> like it's just all these That's things. So um, it's basically the bachelor. Is it kind of, but it's, uh, but yeah, there's money. There's all dirty money. There's politics. Everything is just so dramatic. And so I got into it. I was hassling Thad and Richie. You guys should get into it. And so I, you guys obviously took my advice. So what drew you to Formula One? What, what made you come aboard my bandwagon with me that I just jumped on a year ago? Um, well, I mean, you told me to watch it and I, <laughs> I, awesome. um, Jenna and I watch shows like favorite pastime in our Who's marriage. Jenna, Richie. Jenna's my wife, but Thank she, you. she, and she will appreciate me even saying this because I say it every night. She's a grandma and she goes to bed at like nine 30 every night. And I'm a night owl. Like I can't fall asleep. If you check my Fitbit stats probably till midnight, 1am. So I was looking for a show and I just dove in one night and got like three or four episodes in. It was like, this is awesome. I'm hooked. 
And then like you, I just started following all the guys on Instagram, but I didn't get what's been fun is I didn't, I watched like all three seasons before this F1 uh, like season actually kicked off. Mm -hmm. So this is my first, like I'm watching the races while watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. For me, it was, so being a sports fan, something that sports thrives on is rivalries. And the Mm -hmm. thing that I like about F1 is there's so many different layers of rivalries. So, I mean, like you've got the teams that are rivals with each other, like, you know, Red Bull, Mercedes. Then you've also got like the team principals, the guys who are calling the shots from the paddock. Like you've got those rivalries with like Toto Wolf and Christian Horner, again, Mercedes and Red Bull. But then you also have like the inter intra team rivalries. So you've got like, each team has their two drivers and they're always competing against each other. Um, and so follow team orders, which yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I mean, like there's just so many different layers of rivalry that, I mean, it's just like every, every corner that you turn a little F1 pun there, there's just, yeah, every chicane, there's (laughs) just different layers to all the drama and, uh, so, so that's what really drew me. And, and I mean, the show does such a great job of building great. the character. Like, I, I don't know if I've watched a documentary that builds the characters and the, the conflicts so well. So like, if you've never checked out Netflix's Drive to Survive, I mean, I, I 100% suggest going for it because it'll, it'll change your sports life. The, yeah. I forgot this. The other thing I love about it because I hate NASCAR. I don't, I just yeah, like it. NASCAR is the worst. Go around a circle. It's five hours long. It feels like yep. F1 is a sprint. It's over in like an hour and a half, two hours. And it's like not all in a circle. They're making turns, making cuts, throwing dudes off the track. It's electrifying. Yeah, it's very strategic. The pit stops, the tire. It's just very, it's very like the, it's intense, but it's also like super easy to follow and understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question for you guys is now that you've gotten a couple seasons under your belt, I'm a you know veteran fan of a whole year. Uh, what <laughs> team is your team? Have you picked a team that you're like, these are my guys and I'm rolling with them? Thad? Uh, so for me, I like so many teams that are not good across other sports. So I was like, I need to, I need to protect my heart a little bit. And I, immediately gravitated towards Mercedes who is just so dominant. And of course, Lewis Hamilton. And so for me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a Merck guy. Yeah. And I'm similar. I was a silver arrow. Um, I enjoyed the dominance. I enjoyed the class of Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, just being a seven time in a row winner. And then, I mean, if you haven't watched this Netflix show, the rivalry with him and Max last year was out of this <sighs> world. And so he got robbed. No spoiler alert. He got robbed. And so this year, I mean, this year, not a good start for Mercedes. We could could talk more about that on a later podcast. Yeah. Richie, how about you? Have you picked a team? Yeah. So I, uh, I have to pick a team different than you guys. Cause you know, Michigan, Michigan state, Um, you don't have to, but it would be, no, you're right. But I honestly, I just like love Charles Leclerc and uh, Carlos Sainz. So I went with Ferrari and it was convenient because they're freaking rolling right now. So, so, so for, I mean, I'll fill in the blank here real quick for everybody this year, they changed the car completely. And so kind of everyone's coming in on a, you know, level playing field or it's, you know, the old, old ways gone, new ways here. And uh, there was rumblings in the paddock over the off season that Ferrari had something going on. 
Yeah. And so I was wise enough to put a futures bet on Ferrari to I win. Should have followed you. I'm so mad I didn't listen. And they were plus seven fifty. And so I threw a few bucks on that, and I'm really excited because I feel like that's only gonna that's a winner. I think Ferrari's got the team to beat this year. Right. Well, and, and like even if even if teams like Mercedes, who's really been struggling, and like even if those teams start to kind of get their act together it looks like Ferrari's going to build a little bit of a, a lead here early on in the season. They're not falling off just because Mercedes is catching up. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. They they make adjustments through the year. It's like every other sport. They can they can do upgrades to their car. They can do different stuff. So interesting to see. And I guess my last note for F1 is what are you guys looking most forward to this year? I'll start with what I'm looking most forward to. If you are not familiar with F1, America really doesn't have a great representation. We have a team called Haas. They were at the back of the field last year. They're kind of a disaster every week. Uh, but this year, they got a little life. Kevin Magnuson, under strange circumstances, yeah. has rejoined the paddock and just came out and placed P5 and P7, I think, in the first two races. And so is it is it too soon to say Haas is back? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. But I'm excited to see what Haas does this year, the American American team. Yeah, honestly, I'm excited to continually watch Daniel Ricardo implode. <laughs> I can't. When I first got to F1, this guy was like the star of the show, Red Bull's golden boy. And literally within three seasons, he is he is about as washed up as Baker Mayfield right now. I believe yeah. he's finished 19th in the uh, opening race and then did not finish in the last race. Yeah, it's it's been tough to watch how he was – you know, pumped at the beginning of, of the season. Also, my audio just went super crazy. So apologies if, if that blasts your ears off. But yeah, it's it's been a, a bit of a rapid fall from great for from grace for uh, Ricardo. Uh, yeah. For me, I mean, this is a little bit of a chalk answer, but I, I'm going to be watching Lewis Hamilton and seeing if he can compete with, you know, Leclerc and, and Verstappen up on the podium finishes week in, week out. Um, he's like Joe said a few minutes ago, seven time world championship before last season when he was robbed by Michael Massey. Uh, I, I've forgiven him, but it took me a while to forgive Michael Massey. Oh, but Michael Massey doesn't have a job because of it. So that's another thing to remember. True. Yeah. They, they made some sweeping changes to F1 regulations or FIA regulations, I should say. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be watching like can Toto and the team get Mercedes back on track. You have George Russell, who's been a great addition to the team moving in to replace the spot that Valtteri Bottas left vacant last year. And so, so yeah, Mercedes, can they figure this out? I think they can. It's just a matter of how long will it take them to do so? Yeah. Thanks for joining my F1 pod here, guys. Great <laughs> F1 segment. And again, that has, that segment was sponsored by the keto grill guy. <laughs> Check him out on Instagram and TikTok for all of your meat fluencer needs. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Richie, we're going to move on to something that you're a little bit more familiar with, and you are our resident golf guru. And so this weekend, obviously, you've got the Masters that is kicking off. And so I just thought, let's let's let Richie have his moment in the sun. He's our golf guy. (laughs) Richie, take it away. Let's let's do some golf talk with Richie. Yeah, it's golf talk. You know, Masters, whether you're a golf fan or not, uh, like everybody knows what the Masters is and everyone mm-hmm. knows what it's talked about. Like huge, huge event, biggest event of the year. One of the first of four majors. Uh, absolutely love it. 
you know, obviously I golf a ton, so I naturally love watching golf. Um, but like, do you, you guys, um, maybe golf, you know, a handful of times a year with friends or whatever, do you feel like the average person cares about the masters? Uh, why or why not? I, I would say, I don't know if the average person necessarily cares about the masters. I do think the average sports fan yeah, knows and cares that. about the masters though. Like even somebody who's maybe not the most informed and doesn't follow everything, or, or maybe they're just like a single or, or one or two sport person. I think those people are aware that the masters is on. It's the biggest golf tournament of the year. Uh, but you know, the, the average person who maybe doesn't give, you know, four flying farts about sports, I can't imagine that they care too much about the masters. Yeah. I would say for me, like, I would agree exactly with what that said. I would say, me not being a golf expert or someone who follows, you know, the tournaments of golf, I would say the Masters is probably a top five sporting event across all sports. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think you could find four events that are more important than the Masters in all sports. And so mm-hmm. I think if you're a sports fan, you obviously have a read of what's going on. You know the things, you know Augusta, you know mm-hmm. Amen Corner, you know, you know, kind of the aura. Yeah. yeah. I, there's a there's a rumor that it is a tradition unlike any other. I don't know sure. if that's accurate, but it is. I mean, I love it. Like, absolutely love it. Uh, it's so fun. I've been hooked all week. Literally in the background right now, I've got the golf channel on with all the press conferences going. Uh, for hey, this is fun. Tomorrow, I think three o'clock. Part three contest. Yeah. Yes, very fun to watch. Uh, you know, a lot of people get to play with their kids or grandkids. They have the old, uh, skip the ball across the water. And right. I don't know if you remember, but John Rahm got a hole in one a few years ago. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that will be fun to watch, but honestly, uh, maybe bigger than just the masters back is the fact that Tiger Woods is playing in the masters. I mean, yeah. this is unbelievable. I think if you asked even himself, and for sure, any anyone who follows golf, if he was playing six months ago, uh, it was not a chance. He played in a little tournament with his son, uh, the PNC Championship, which is like a father-son or uh, family member uh, amateur event. And he, you know, it was flat ground in Florida, walked around. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know this about Augusta, but it's one of the hilliest courses that they play all year. A ton sure of is. elevation change, a uh, lot of stuff going on. And he went out early and got some practice rounds in and – uh, according to some tweets that I thought were funny, uh, but like there was a few golf reporters that were like, he looks unbelievable on the range. And I'm like, I look good on the range. Like I am not good at golfer. No one's like, actually, that's not entirely true. Sometimes you go on the range, you're like, yikes, what is that guy doing over there? But like, you know, so it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. We had a little debate back and forth this week, um, you know, of of how he would perform. I know Joe's leaning a little bit that he's not going to make the cut. I think just history and who Tiger is, he's kind of got the, the Tom Brady effect uh, of sorts where it's like you just can't count him out. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, he's too good. I mean, um, I was reading – He's in his career at Augusta. He's faced 1,929 golfers. He's only lost to 204 of them in his time. Oh and his, his, uh, he's never missed the cut as a pro. He missed the cut uh, as an amateur in 1996. Uh, but his worst finish as a pro is, is T40. Um, That's wild. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Tiger to make a cut. I'm rolling actually him to be top top 30 i think he'll crack that open um and like he says he's always said it he said it in his press conference today 
Uh, he's not playing unless he thinks he can win. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. But thinking about uh, – people might not know this. Uh, he had a huge injury, which is why it's a big deal he's playing. Um, yeah, car accident, right? Horrible car accident to the point where he was airlifted to the hospital and there was actually a time period where they didn't know if they were going to be able to save his right leg. Yeah. Um, it had been broken so many times in the ankle and oh, I think man. both big bones in the leg – uh, but he's back and he's 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 ready to go. But it got me thinking, like, what's the best injury comeback story that you can think of in sports? Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith has to be right up there. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think Alex Smith is good. I think what's interesting, and a lot of people don't know this, but um, obviously Tigers wasn't as bad as Smith's, but it was a, it was actually similar. Uh, in the sense of like, really, like you might lose a limb type mm-hmm. thing. Um, I know Smith was on the verge of maybe dying, but right. Um, yeah. So I just think like with Tiger's legendary status and who he is for him to come back, I mean, to even get out there and if he makes a cut or contends, like this is going to be wild this weekend. So I'm excited to watch it. Ready for my prediction. Yeah. He's in contention on Sunday and he's going to just miss out on a fairy tale ending and he's gonna you know three strokes off the lead that's my prediction dude if that happens nobody will be watching who's actually in the lead like no no yeah. the friends will be following those those that, players that'll be the best story ever for sure yeah richie think who's Joe, your prediction the- who who wins it okay i'll give you two names uh right. cam smith or scotty scheffler it might be easy to shy away because they're the, literally the two hottest golfers in the world right now. Cam Smith won the Players' Championship. Scotty Scheffler's won three of the last six events. World number one golfer. Fun fact, last time Tiger won the Masters, Scotty Scheffler was on the Corn Ferry Tour. <laughs> 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 um, you made that up. That's not real. Not a real it's tour. real. It's real. He wasn't even a pro yet. Crazy. Corn uh, Ferry. Yeah, Ricky, as as the resident golf expert, can I throw two bets at you, and you can tell me if I should do them or not? Yes. Okay. First one, real quick, to win the tournament, Colin Morikawa. Yeah, you got it. Two hundred, number three in the world right now. Is it worth putting a little flyer on him? You got to. Uh, One, the one thing that's going to help people most at Augusta is being able to place your irons where you want on the green. And he's solid Uh, at that, is he not? He's 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 top one of the best. Honestly, iron players in the game. So, yeah. another one that I have that I kind of like a little bit is uh is uh, the American Max Homa to get a top twenty in the seven tournaments he's played this year. He's gone top fifteen five times, and you can get that for plus two fifty right now. To yeah, the- I'll sprinkle both of those. You know, my strategy in golf betting is a ton of bets for all very little amount of money. Um, it makes it easier, and when you're when you're trying to figure out top 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, get the lowest rank that you can get in plus money and make that bet. Um, I think it makes it more fun that way. So yeah, Yeah. last storyline to be looking out for. A lot of people aren't talking about it because Tiger's coming out, but Rory McIlroy, he's still looking for the career grand slam. He's won the three other majors, has never won the masters. There are only five players in golf history to do a career grand slam. He could be the sixth, which would be big news. So he's choked at Augusta before, has he not? Yeah, he's, he's basically choked over the last, like, eight years in every tournament that mattered. So. 
though. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget it. The U.S. Amateur winner, James Pyatt, from the Michigan State University, paired up with Hideki Matsuyama and Justin Thomas. So he's going to be on coverage all Thursday. So tune in. Gross. We'll edit that last part out in post. But my uh, last thought of the day, I have attended a Sunday at the Masters, the year that Sergio Garcia won the green jacket. I believe it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken. 2017, maybe. Did they take your phone? When you're they take your phone. They make you leave it at the the front gate. Man, the, the Masters is crazy because like you're not even allowed onto the course if you are not a member. So like, I actually lived in Augusta for a time, and I lived right on the golf course. Like there was a big fence and a big tree line, and that was right behind my apartment. And uh, didn't realize it until I'd been there for like five days. I was like, the golf course is right there. And then my parents came and visited us and my dad walked, tried to walk up to like the security booth on the edge of the uh, property. And the security guard actually walked out to him and said, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to stop right there. Non-members are not allowed on the premises. So how do you know your dad wasn't a member? I can assure you that he was, was not and is not a member. In a Honda. (laughs) Literally, I drove a 2005 Honda Civic. Well, boys, this has been great. Great first episode back after the break. Richie, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, can't wait, and girls, can't wait for season two of Stay at Home Thad, and I will talk to you later. Peace. Peace.